legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Oh my goodness The wolf and out of back and we're not doing best of It's gonna be fucking worst Man. of Hello, how are ya? Um, did, did, you, did you like taking the foot off the clutch for Did you listen to any of the best ofs? Yeah, I listened to the. I listened to see. Well, I listened to the edits when JT sent them through because I wanted to see what he uh, yeah. deigned to be the best of, and it seemed to be mostly your anecdotes, really. So um, that was the. I yeah, I, mean, I didn't really listen to them, but um, I, yeah, because I sort of I like to sort of let it be out there in ether and just sort yeah, of. Yeah, I did. I did have yeah. the uh, honour of listening to your intros, though. <laughs> did you like them? Yeah, I did like it. I sort of it's. Uh, one opportunity that you've got to get the better of me when I'm not actually there to respond. I saw. Yeah, but you know what I was really surprised is that you didn't think, oh, bloody hell, I'll get him back for that and do the one for the second. Well, unfortunately, yeah. I can't, I don't think I can say where I was, but um, I was doing misadventures and where I was, <clears throat> I wasn't able to record, unfortunately. So uh, apologies to... Um, to you if you didn't enjoy we, we, I, I can tell you now that we've already had an email saying couldn't be bothered with the best of episodes but we thought it's better to put something out rather than we, we, to be fair I've got a lot of people loving the best mm. ofs and I think people understand look aside you being away it's all it's worth me saying as well I, my Wi-Fi dilemma I don't know how long this is going to go on I might never have Wi-Fi so, again so, so for full, for, for full clarity recording. because the, the listeners won't yeah. have heard of it despite the fact that I've heard it fucking non-stop so you've moved into a new house and yeah. you didn't anticipate that you'd require Wi-Fi in the new place or you, you move it, you, you're trying to go fully off no, grid no 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 so this is what right. firstly we've, we've moved I should say that because I, I, I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast no. for a number of reasons I want to be closer to London also I started getting a bit of a weird stalker uh, we, me and Catherine are this weird fellow. Oh, well, well done um, for telling me you've moved on the podcast. Said. That'll keep him away. <laughs> Do you want to read out your full address? <laughs> 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 
You're so happy with yourself, then. <laughs> I'm nearly as happy with myself as you were when you called me a you, square. You literally leaned into the um, microphone. I'm just, like do you know what? Just sort of like harmonise and just smash yeah, through the I best like rap I was like getting off of the stool like Westlife in a key change. <laughs> but it's because I'm just happy to see you. I'm just happy to see you, mate. Anyway, so... I've got to say, I've missed I've, you. I've really though. missed you, man. And thanks for texting me I while I was away. You, you did it. I, I, that wasn't sarcasm. That wasn't sarcasm. No, no. That wasn't yeah, sarcasm. No, no. Thanks for keeping in touch. I know it wasn't because I know I texted you. I knew that I did my due diligence yeah. to someone who adores yeah. you. Um, where I, where I, I was, um, I didn't realise until quite late on. It was costing me £1.50 a text. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my normal habit... Do, do you know then, that's why, yeah, your normal texts, they're actually longer, your texts. Like, you're actually getting your money's worth. Well, it's just my normal habit is to send one message. I, I don't know if this is... I know I saw something about how this is a millennial trait or a Gen X trait or whatever... But I send long messages in the form of like 12 short messages, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't no, really monologue. Yeah. But if it's £1.50 a text, yeah, you, you know, that's not, that's not the yeah, way to go. Yeah, you've got to do really. one long one. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I changed Because what, what I noticed you've done in, a, in, a, in the scheme of that scale of our friendship mm. is you used to send longer ones. Then you went through a spate of sending very short ones. Now what you do is you'll like you'll send a short one followed by a sort of bit of a longer one by another short one. You're sort of like a bit like a... You're like a text tease. You got to be Who's teasing. the weirdo here? The weirdo that's changing the text habits or the weirdo that seems to be keeping some sort of tally chart? <laughs> no. um, what? what um... I'm just saying that you've got like a sort of, quite an almost like sort of, like a stripper sort of in a way. Like, you know, like the Chippendales. Like you're taking off your tie and then everyone thinks you're going to take off your shirt, but you take off your hat. And everyone thinks, oh, you're going to take off his trousers, but you take off a shoe. You know what I mean? Mm, I, don't, I don't think the analogy holds up, but... Um, <laughs> but anyway it was nice to hear from you. anyway uh, we've digressed already yeah so you, so you've got I, st- you had a stalker so so tell me how you knew you had a stalker because he was turning up at the house and he was yeah just very very creepy behavior very weird i'm not going to go too dropping much off letters I every morning i don't know how much i'm going to it because we're sort of considering it might have been the postman <laughs> is it an ongoing is it a, is it an ongoing court case weirdly the postman once at, at that old address uh did write um hey gary on a letter Oh no! Yeah, it was just weird, right? I tell you, I tell you what I did have at my old home address is um, it's not happened, thank God, at my new one. And if it does, I'll start to get incredibly worried. It's very I hard for to get to unsolicited because you, you've got a moat now, haven't you? <laughs> Be careful, man in glass house. <laughs> the stones you throw might cause you some damage of your own. Um, I, uh, I am. Um, I I got unsolicited mail to my house. Really? Some like people had found out my address. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre. That's that. See, yeah, that's creepy. And it was like it was all, it was all nice stuff. Like, lo- it was always like long letters. But th- that's what sort of I just thought I've got myself a stand. Do you know what I mean? I, I was a bit. I, I found myself a bit worried about it. And then I never replied to any of them. Oh, because, I feel sorry for Stan in that rap. Well, yeah. I mean, he drove off a bridge and killed himself. So yeah, it's difficult to not feel sorry. No, but I think Eminem could have been a little bit kinder to him at times. How do you mean? Well, he could have just... Have you have you listened to the song? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's horrible, some of the stuff he does, but it feels like if he just sort of signed an autograph and sort of said something nice about him... I'm surprised you're taking... I'm surprised you're taking this side of the argument, bearing in mind um, that, you know, you often find yourself busy as you come out of tour shows. I mean, you've got a throng of people waiting for autographs and photographs. It's I don't have a throng. To I, I don't have a throng. I have... Uh, I, I'd say... Well, I, was a smaller than a throng of three. 
I have a thring. A thring, yeah, a thring's good. Yeah, yeah. I have a thring. Yeah. I've, I've, a, 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 sometimes a thring is sometimes a thrang. <laughs> uh, it just sometimes depends on how the show is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we've done all the vowels now, I think. But if if there's a little gaggle of people waiting, I'll do pictures and I'll chat. And yeah, I, last thing I want is a stand on my hands. So yeah, sure. Yeah. So so this person. So basically, you've, you've You've gone into a story that you can't go into more details on. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, no, that wasn't. That. I wasn't going to get into that, but I have. So, I shouldn't have digressed, mm. but I, I did digress because that's within my nature. So, we've moved. Um, so, basically, we knew we were moving. We said when we were moving to Open Reach, and Open Reach went round the house five days before we moved in, and there obviously was no one there um, to sort of do whatever they do. And then have now turned around and said, oh, "We can't go back," and basically. Uh, a line is blocked or something. Your line is blocked? Yeah, I don't know how it works, bro. I'm like, it. you know what? It feels like there's just one bullshit sort of excuse after another bullshit excuse that they've got, just levels of bullshit, and I'm just... Yeah, and then Sky. What? what is that? What does that actually mean, though? Are you are you are you going to be able to have internet? Well, I hope so. It is now... It was originally saying it would be, like, last week, then it was saying sort of next week, and now it's saying sort of the 11th or 12th of July. I mean, I've got to be honest with you. My biggest concern is for off the curb because you're currently in their office doing yeah. a podcast from our agents off the curb. Yeah. And I mean, I'm assuming that after you do this podcast, you're going to have the fucking mother of all wanks in their toilets, eh? <laughs> Bear in mind, you haven't, had, you haven't had internet for how long now? Yeah, but we've talked about this. I'm not a pornography guy, so. Well, you are actually because you're quite dismissive about it. I've actually... I actually listened back to a little bit of that because I wanted to see how much of a mug I came across as. And you really did put the boot in on me there. No, no, no. I genuinely thought you were making some valid points, but you were a bit of a square the way you talked about them. And the thing, some things mm. about you is you are a little bit, um, I don't know, it's sort of like, it felt like you were just saying, oh, yeah, you know, you, you were sort of saying something sort of to be cool and diplomatic at a table. Yeah. And sort of, I do sometimes think that you've got sort of like a little bit of a sort of like, vibe that one day you might be sort of mayor of london or prime minister um it's not in my uh it's not my it's not in my ambitions to become mayor of london or prime minister really? if that happens something's gone wrong <laughs> yeah yeah I do, so and i mean that both for myself personally and for the country i actually genuinely think you do a really good job i think people like you I don't know many people. People who... always look. Look, this is. I've got a bit of a bugbear about this. It is people thinking that anybody can run the country because they talk eloquently about one thing or something like that? It's like, do you remember when um, they said that Oprah should be president? Yeah, after she did some speech. People said about the rock and the rock. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck are you? Ta- what are you talking but about? But then you have to. Also... What are you talking about? So sorry, based on the rock sort of. Talking about motivation and how you can achieve your dreams, that means he understands micro and macroeconomic policy, does it? Yeah, yeah but also we're talking, talking about, about a world listen. where Donald Trump uh, has been president who, and he had no idea of those. I, I'd probably put money on the fact Boris well, Johnson. If, 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 if the bar is, can I be better than Boris, Boris Trump? Here we go. Um, you might, do you know what? They're so similar in their outlooks and their discriminatory policies. You might as well combine the two and call them but Boris you, Trump. That's probably who we'll get next. Yeah, but when you think that that's, delivered, that's all you've got to do, delivered a mo- the weak monologue. The, the bar what? is so low that you just have to come in now and just go. It's like a bit like you know when someone shit wins a world title in boxing. I think mm. oh, it's going to be easier to win that back now because fucking so and so's not got it. Which is- yeah, no, but I mean, look, 
regardless of what you said, uh, whether it was an insult or a no, compliment. No, I mean, it's or a great. What bigger us. compliment that you? I think you could run this country. What bigger compliment? In fact, do you know what? I think we've already had this conversation. I, I basically, you said deja vu. By the way, that's not a, a first time that Tom and I have engaged in the conversation and, and actually listened to the other's anecdote, responded to it as if we were for the first time, despite the fact this is an earlier episode. It's happened so many fucking times. But I think we settled on you saying that I could possibly become the mayor of Crawley. You yeah, know, I think we talked about you becoming the mayor of Crawley. I don't think we ever opened it up until mm. I can't remember. I can't, do you know what? I think my memory is genuinely failing quite badly at times. Mine is. Mine definitely is. Actually, you're talking and I've started doing. I've started doing things to try and combat it. Like for example, I've started trying to do Sudoku's. Oh really? I've also started learning. I've started. I've downloaded the Babbel app so that I can start learning French. Oh wow! I, I, all these things that are supposed to slow the decline of your brain. I've started doing. It does that actually work? Well, I don't know because my memory's not really improved, but I certainly have picked up a bit of French. Are so. you how much French are you speak? You know, what can you like? What level? I'm not speaking French at all. Could you go to a like, house party of French people and actually hold your own? No, I couldn't because very unlikely I'd be invited. But if if I was, if I was at a house party, I could ask where the tobacco store is, and if they know where the nearest library is. Well, yeah, but I mean, would you understand what they said back to you? I don't know. It depends what they say. If they, it, 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 like if they just say basically where it is, then yeah. If they uh, use an analogy of the philosophy of Nietzsche in order to explain where the tobacconist is, then no, I've got no. I will. Do you know? I feel a little bit dizzy and drunk just seeing you again. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? I feel like that I'm as well. I'm quite actually. excited about seeing you. So. Yeah, I feel really giddy. I feel like, um, do you know what I feel a little bit like? You've gone on a first date with someone. Yeah. You're not sure if it's gone all right. They've agreed to a second date. You can't quite believe your luck. And then they've actually fucking turned up. <laughs> That's, That's exactly how I feel. How I, feel. Like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've got something in my throat for me. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is a big smile. You know, talking about getting older, I had an awful experience um, last week. I was motoring, um, like walking through London, uh, and I got to just outside Selfridges. I don't know if you've seen outside Selfridges, but they look like they've got a bit of the curb that lowers, and it's like a lay-by. But in fact, what happens is the curb is actually heightened. It's like a normal curb. So I was sort of, I jogged across this road to miss a car as a car was coming towards me. I sort of crossed, um, I jaywalked, if you want. And I thought this curb was low, but it so was can I ask you something? Are you worried that somebody are you worried that somebody from Selfridges is in the office with you? Why are you talking so quietly all of a sudden? What's going on? <laughs> well, because I'm a bit embarrassed. Anyway, okay, um, I then literally I tripped on the curb, right? Hit the deck, like hit, went down to my knees, hit the deck, like both my knees. You fell to your knees. Yeah, both my knees are really badly scraped and like, cut up now, right? And I went ah like that. I tried to get up yeah. really, really quickly. To, in the hope that no one had seen, which there's a giant that's fallen in the middle of the street. So I then tried to get up, and as I got up, my, I got cramp in my right leg and my hole in my hamstring. So I fell again, even harder this time, but this time I fell on my, both my elbows, my knees, and sort of, like, sort of fell over onto my rib. I just sort of like, by this now, because people have heard the first screech, were looking, now they saw, everyone sort of stared over. And, um, like this lovely couple came over to, and this old lady came over to help me up because I was sort of just lying. Like I was trying to get up, but my, you know when you got cramp and you're just completely deliberated mm. from uh, debilitated. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. From from the cramp, I was just. It was. I'd say I saw people. You know, in Selfridges where you've got like the big windows looking out. Yeah. And you, it was some, so people are buying. I don't know, like 
whatever, some fucking Mulberry handbag or whatever, they're all now looking out this window with this, this, the lady. So one person that concerned, everyone else is laughing. Um, quite a few people. There was a, people were laughing? Mate, there was a group of workmen across the road who were pissing themselves. <laughs> it was so indignifying. There was like, yeah. this is no joke, Ron. I wandered to the street as I looked up. There was like, you know, when you see school kids all like going through sort of like London and they're obviously going for a day out sort of whatever to see the, one of the museums or see. Yeah. They were coming yeah. towards their teacher and one of the teachers was sort of saying, I heard her say, oh, I hope he's all right sort of thing because I was still trying to get to my feet at this point. And I had my big, big old rucksack on that was quite heavy. And so all these kids are walking past just sort of looking like either sort of giggling to themselves or sort of looking quite sad for me. It was genuinely one of the, yeah, I felt really pathetic. My, uh, what colour trousers did you have? I had shorts on. That's why my, my knees are oh, fucked, man. No, my knees are no. just scabbed up, man. <laughs> I've got like, I've then, because it's hot weather, it's been like 30 degrees, I've been gigging, so I've been, the first thing people, not heckles, people are like, what's happened to your knees? Like they're massive, big fucking scabs across them. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's a really, it's, a really it's sad pretty, story. Can I, can I, um, can I, can I, can I get your take on something that I did? It was not as embarrassing as that, but I did experience some embarrassment. So okay. basically where I've been doing misadventures, all of the rooms that we've been staying in, it's like, because of the part of the world we're in, it's pretty much guaranteed you are going to have other creatures Oof. in the rooms that you're staying in, right? Yeah. So it's not, it's not unheard of to be in the shower and then suddenly discover there's a frog stood at, sort of like sat down. Yeah, yeah. Frogs yeah. would be dangerous, by the way, those frogs in that yeah. place. You're well, really careful. Anything lick their backs, right? Well, no, some of them have got poison on their tongues as well, I think. Okay, fine. But um, anyway, so you'd, you'd see a frog or like often you'd see a massive cockroach. I had a thing when I was in, um, when I did Misadventures in Sahara, because I'm trying to be, one of my things is I'm trying to be less of a kind of a, I guess less of a wuss when it comes to insect stuff. And I'm also trying to stop looking like I'm frightened of insects in front of the kids because I don't want them to... You want to pass that fear along. Yeah, it's an it's an to, to to unless you're in Australia or somewhere like that, it's an irrational fear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you come across an insect in this country, yeah, I mean, really got to be fair. Do you think like insects in this country are? At, they must have a steward's inquiry. They must be like, well, they've got no superpowers. They've got nothing. They're just. But they don't need them, do they? What do you mean they don't need them? Like you got like you just said, right? You go to Australia, ve ve you know, other like, places. You show them a little bit. Of animals deep. that have got yeah, but animals that have got venom and stuff like that. It's not so they can look hard in a Weatherspoon's car park. Well, mate, it's gives them so a little something, doesn't it? For, look, if you see a fly come in your room, you're like, right, well, <laughs> it's annoying. It's a little annoying prick, but it's not fucking dangerous. Or a bumblebee or wasp. That's a bit. That's pretty much <laughs> right. You can't the the amount the disrespect that insects and bugs get in this country. Nothing. They get. I've got no fucking no say in anything. Mm, and actually, I mean, you know what? We've done, we, you know, I often sometimes feel bad if I accidentally tread on something, you know, because my feet are so big. But I think, buddy, yeah. he's actually more important than we give him, or she, they, that we give him credit for, you know? I actually used, I went for a phase when I was a kid where I've got to apologise, by the way. I've got a bit, I've brought a bit of a, oh God, I sound like such a wanker traveller. I've got a cough that I developed late on in the trip. So if I'm coughing, I'm sorry. But anyway, when I was a kid, and I don't know if this is to do with my, the fact that I'm, I'm vegan now or whatever, but if I ever accidentally killed an insect, I'd get really, like, really upset. Really? Yeah, like I'd need like half an hour to sort of get over it. That's quite sweet though, isn't it? It's quite nice. Even to the point if I, if I accidentally stepped on an ant. An ant? Y yeah. 
All right, yeah. See, I think ants are fair game. But again, you go abroad, mate, some of the ants are some of the most terrifying things you'll ever see in some countries. You'll be really yeah. careful of ants. Anyway, so, oh yeah, this is the thing that happened. So when I was in Morocco, in the Sahara, I, we, were, we were doing desert camping, right? So they're quite like nice tents. They're done like a, you know, like a Bedouin tent with like all rugs and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's pretty bougie. Anyway, I went into my tent and there was like a, a massive... Can I, when I say something? massive? Do you sleep naked yeah. when you're in? Or do you wear pyjamas or pants? No, I don't wear pyjamas. Boxer shorts. Okay. I sleep in my pants. I just, so, for some reason, had this fucking thing of you just getting into this really, really nice big comfy bed and just being like rolling around to sort of like uh, uh, completely naked. I don't really like the idea of my genitals making contact with sheets that don't belong to me, to be honest with you. No, be quite. It feels disrespectful. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But also, I actually think it's probably one of the greatest things, like a homage, that you felt so relaxed in this bed, you took off all your clothes. I know, but it, like, basically, what I get nervous about is whatever I'm doing in a hotel room, oh. or whatever I'm doing in a, in a place, that means that, you know, and I would consider myself above average in terms of being ick about doing rank things in a room, right? Still in terms of ick, like mine. Yeah? What do you mean? What's that, Miniman? Well, just, yeah. I didn't think that we, our generation were using the word ick. Well, I'm not using it in that context. I'm using it in the original oh, okay. context, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, I, I don't know if you want a stepladder to climb, clamber down off your high horse. <laughs> go, go, go on, my love. <laughs> so, anyway, the point is, um, I always think if I'm in a hotel room, if I'm doing this, that means that everybody else in this room before this has done this. So if I was to, if I was to get naked and get in the sheets, then I know immediately my brain goes loads and loads of other people's yeah, genitals have touched these sheets, and and then I'm I'm in a bad place mentally. But then so for some reason, if I don't if I don't do that, if I don't if I don't do that, it allows me to labour under the belief that nobody else has done it either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Does it? Does that make sense? I mean, it doesn't yeah, make no, sense no. logically. Uh, no, it doesn't make sense logically, but I do see where you're coming from. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. So you need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. And it needs to say, I'm a thoughtful person, and I appreciate you, and I know exactly what you like, all at the same time. Well, Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, or the pasta lover. 
From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So anyway, I went into this Bedouin tent. Everyone said goodnight. I walked into my tent and there was an insect. I would say, what's the best way to describe it? It's, a, it's about the size of, I'd say half the size of a dessert plate of like a little saucer. Jesus. Right? Yeah. And it looked like half beetle, half cockroach. Fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? It looked like a cut and shut. It was fucking enormous, right? It was so big that when it walked, I, I heard the footsteps like, loudly, right? <laughs> so, so I went into the tent and I saw this thing and I thought, well, I don't, I can't deal with this, right? I can't, I can't get rid of it because it's massive. Yeah. And the size of it, I don't even know if I've got the strength to lift it. Right? So I, I'm not, I, I, so, I think, so I just thought to myself, like, it's wandered in. I'm going to be grown up about this. Hopefully it'll wander out, right? So I just You're got ready for bed. straight away. So, so I kind of wandered around, got ready for bed. I lay in bed and I thought, I'm just going to go to sleep. And when I wake up in the morning, this thing will be gone, right? I'm not, this, imagine this, Tom, right? Imagine this. I close my eyes. I hear a noise. I open my eyes. The thing is on the bed Oof. and is running towards my face, right? I screamed. I screamed. I jumped out of the bed. Thank right? God you weren't naked. Yeah. I slept outside. What? Uh, it, it, it makes no you logical sense. You let the fuck have your room? Yeah. I just thought, congr- like, I guess this must be, I, I'm sorry, I thought I had a reservation. Why didn't you get here. one of the managers or one of the people there and say Because that. everybody else had gone to bed. Everyone else had gone to bed. And also, I don't really want to go and get the managers. Like, that. I don't want that to be the story of our week. Yeah, you but. Know what I mean, like. So how did you explain the fact that you were just like, what did you start with? Did you put, because it's really quite cold. Everyone should know it's really cold in the Sahara at night, right? Yeah, I took a blanket with me. And slept on the sand? I slept outside. I set up a bed. I slept outside. Oh, my God. And then I got up early enough to go back into my tent so that oh nobody knew that had happened. Do you know what, right? The thing that angers me the most is at the start of this story, you said, this isn't as embarrassing as what happened to you about falling down. This is far more embarrassing. Like the bug, Well, it, the bug, by the way, will definitely have gone to all the other bugs. He will be like a legend amongst like all the, the bug community now. He's probably like globally known. He's like, oh yeah, I basically just walked into this room, right? This fucking idiot coming, he stripped down to his pants, too scared to sleep naked, right? I'm just fucking eyeing him up. I let him get into bed, get him, get, let him get all comfy. And then I fucking sneak in there and I just fucking tear at him. And he just leaps out of bed, he's sobbing. He fucking falls around the place and he slept outside that night and I slept in his big cosy bed. Do you know what? Can I tell you something? I'm glad those workmen laughed at you. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> really talking about bad sleep as well. Last night in the new house, there was a... Yeah. You know, like when a fire alarm or uh, and a carbon monoxide alarm starts losing batteries... Yeah, it does. That. It starts going on. Yeah, it does. A dip, dip, yeah. dip, dip, dip. It was yeah. doing that every thirty seconds. I couldn't find it. Was I found it this morning? It was in the loft, but it was doing it all night long. Every thirty seconds. Dip, 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 dip. Thirty seconds later. Dip, dip. It was insane. What did it do? Thirty seconds after that. 
Deep, 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 deep. Okay. And then did it make any other noises later on? No, it's the, I was thinking this battery's literally clinging on for, you know, it, for, it put in a good odds. Do you know what I mean? I was like, at some point, this battery's Was there any dying. part of you that was worried that there was carbon monoxide in your building? Of course. I Googled it and in my building. Well, yeah, in your, well, you've upgraded, haven't you? I mean, I, I know that you like to sort of play man of the people, but <laughs> I know that you've named it. What's it called? Davis House. It has got a name. I'm not going to say it on here because you absolutely oh convinced me. <laughs> I can't say the name because people will find it. But I will tell you off air. What it that's is. that's that is that is when you know <laughs> you've stepped up a level, isn't it? Your house way, has got a when, name. When Catherine saw the name of it, she was really excited, and I was like. I, in my right mind, can't give this as a name of where we live because I will get r r rinsed by people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm ripping you. My house has got a name too. But, um, yeah, but you, you, just, you must have named that house yourself. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah we didn't. We, uh, we inherited uh, the name. Can yeah. you just name any name your house what you want? You could change the name if you wanted to, yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you have to, what, do you have to go to like the sort of local council offices or just change it? That I don't know, but I do, I, I think we went through, because obviously, like, not obviously, but our house what didn't exist before we moved in. <clears throat> and so when we got the address set up, nobody, it wasn't an address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't on any postal route or anything like that. I mean, it was on a postal route, but it didn't, it didn't yeah, that yeah. address didn't exist. Yeah. So we had to do a bit of admin to sort that out. But I don't think it's difficult to, like, because your house is numbered, theoretically. Yeah, right? we've got so, a number as well. Yeah, yeah. So you can have whatever name you want. Oh, I might look in renaming it I don't know Catherine loves the new name the name that we've got anyway mm. and I think Grace will like it when yeah. she gets older as well uh, anyway tell me if you think this is pathetic go on because this is the whole point of this insect story that I was telling you go, go. so oh, is it when more I was on this trip one than the, is it more pathetic no than, that was just, that was a digression that was like is it more a, pathetic than the, um, the bug one uh, the, the big well, bug well I'm gonna I'm, it okay. involves a bug I'm gonna leave it up to you to decide okay. whether it's more pathetic I'd, I would argue that it's up there okay right? so the room that I'm in it's got like, it's basically like a, I would describe it as kind of like, a, it, it, it sounds like I was slumming it. I wasn't really. It's like a nice little lodge thing. But you're essentially staying in a hut. Yeah. Right? So insects can get in and out of their own kind of free will, I guess, is the best way of, of, of saying it. So there's loads of windows around the thing. There's about 10 windows around this little hut. And you, in, in order to avoid getting woken up at 5 a.m., you've got to close all the curtains, right? So I go, so we're, we're in the bar after wrap. Having a couple of drinks with the crew, amazing team. And then I say goodnight and I head off to my room. And all of the rooms are scattered over the site, right? right. And a few of the guys stayed up for stayed up for drinks afterwards after I went to bed. I went into the room and I'm closing the curtains and I go to close one of the curtains and there is what I believe to be a hornet, right? Like imagine like a wasp that's done yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of creatine and steroids yeah, and it's yeah. like and it is like really fucking reckons itself, yeah. right? Got rid of the yellow stripes, all black. Oof. Right, so just imagine a massive like wasp, all black, just looking absolutely pumped. Pinch, and it sat, yeah, at, like ripped, like it's looked yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was fucking. Mate, they are. It had yeah. a pump where, where you were, yeah. they will be fucking like that. Yeah, so it sat on the uh, curtain, right. I'm walking around, I'm closing the curtains, just sort of muttering to myself. Must as have, I tend exactly to would know that you go to the curtains as well, so it's not it's fucking yeah. bulk and brains. Yeah, it's probably had a word with this other cut and shut creature from Mor Mor Morocco. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, fuck's sake, absolutely. Anyway, 
I go to the curtain, I see the thing, and I go, yeesh, out loud, and jump backwards, right? <laughs> okay, that happened. Yeah. Right? Luckily, nobody can hear them on my own. I then think to myself, okay, this is a rerun of Morocco here, right? I need to be a big boy about this. And there's a mosquito net over the whole thing, right? Over the bears. So I, I, I undo the mosquito net and create myself kind of a fortress, right. mosquito net fortress. And I stand inside it thinking, right, I'm safe here. This thing is not going to... It's not going to get inside the mosquito net. And then I started like fast forwarding to what might happen in the morning. Where like I wake up, it's no longer on the curtain. I've got no idea where it is. And it's just been, it's on a stakeout. It's been yeah, waiting yeah, for me yeah. to come out of the mosquito net and then fucking attacks me. Probably so I text game. the group, I text the group something really pathetic. Like, does anybody know if they have, if they have hornets in this country? Because I think there's one in my room. To give you an idea of how pathetic this was received, I get a message back from the director saying, are you being serious? Right. Do they all know about what happened in Morocco? No. This, that was the first, that's why I wasn't that embarrassed about it, because I've not told anybody that story okay, until okay. now on the podcast. So they go, uh, nobody here knows, right? Because they haven't got like the person from the country that is just like British film crew, right? So they don't know. So I'm just like, what do I do? What do I do? I end up leaving the room. I go back to the bar, right? They go, are you okay? And then I just went, oh, God, this is so embarrassing. This is more embarrassing, actually, because I've announced it now. To, to, to a group of people I'm going to be working with for the next two weeks, right? I go back to the table and I say, I can't sleep in that room tonight. There's a hornet in there. The room, the, the, the table falls silent. Right, as they sort of process what's happening, right? That the host of a travel show, the premise of which is to go to places that you might not normally go to and brave the traveling experience, is scared because a hornet's in his room, right? So this is, it gets even worse. Well, I love the idea. The I've got, I, I, I love you so much. I love the idea that the hornet wasn't even a threat. The hornet was just chilling on the curtains. It was doing nothing, Tom. Yeah, it wasn't even moving. Like your it, idea it was, it was, was that you gave the hornet so much fucking swag that the horn, you in your head, the hornet's going to go, I'm going to play the long game and sting him in the morning. That's really, mate, that's what I'd convinced myself was going to happen. I'd convinced <laughs> myself this thing was going, yeah, you go to bed. You go to bed, mate. I can wait it out. Just smoking. Smoking a spiff like that. Come on, mate. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Crack on, yeah. crack on. No, You're no, right, do, mate. Do, you know what? Right. do you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, bruv. Enjoy your last night. Yeah? Tuck in. Tuck into a few hours of sleep. Not even doing that. Not even doing that. Pretending like he hasn't even seen you. Like that. Yeah. Like little looks over like little over, over his shoulder at you. He doesn't even know I've seen him. Anyway. He's so relaxed. He's going to get a big sting on the bum in the morning. Yeah. That's what I was worried about. I was wor more worried actually that I was going to step on it. It's going to sting me right in the foot. Anyway, I, um, I went back to the table and I said, I can't sleep in that room. There's a hornet in there. And I did contemplate sleeping outside again. We could have slept. I thought I can't because, yeah. yeah. Then uh, the medic, uh, this guy called Ben, shout out Ben, he's a really nice guy. He said, oh God, this is so embarrassing. He said, what room are you? And I told him, he took my key off me and he went oh, to sort it out. Oh my God. For me. Oh my God. So I sat with the rest of the group <laughs> at the bar. I, I didn't even go with him. Because I didn't want to see it again. Essentially, it's like sort of you split up with someone. You've dumped them. 
via text and you've got your best mate to go pick some things up that you need from your house. That's basically what happened. Well, so, you um, just sat, so you just sat there. Yeah. What Ben, shout out Ben, never met him, sounds like an absolute G. Went, uh, mate, he's quality. Went to get everything. So what, did you speak at this time? Did, how, how was everyone towards you at this point? Um, well, I filmed all of the misadventures with these guys. So, you know, sometimes when you're with a crew, with a team and they're a bit nervous about offending you. Yeah. I knew that wouldn't be an issue because I, I've known these guys for like, okay, I guess, got, seven years is how long I've been with Adventures. And I said to one of the producers, is that pathetic? And he said, um, I'm going to be honest with you, it's slightly pathetic. Oh, my God. And I went, okay. Um, and then I tried to move the conversation on because I just wanted it. I didn't want to be talking about this anymore. So we started having a chat about something else. Anyway, the medic comes back and he said, is this it? And he pulls out a coaster with a glass and the thing in it. And I screamed. <laughs> and then I said, that's it. That's it. Look how big it is. Do you see? Do you see? And what was how clear was is that it? nobody else thought. How big was like, it? I mean, as big I'm, as the top of your thumb? Like that. No, what? big like this. So as big oh, as like, wow, wow. To be fair, it's like big. what's a matchbox? Big, a matchbox and a half, I'd say, in terms of size. Well, see, right. see, okay, okay. I'm actually going to release sort of the chokehold a little here because actually that's fucking massive. I don't know. Mm. I think I'd be big. pretty terrified from that. I mean, that, you're talking. You're actually almost slipping away from being an insect into being quite a small bird with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll make you right, Tom, on that. I'll make you right on that. Um, anyway, then Ben, being as nice as he is, said to me out loud, okay, well, let me go get rid of this. And just so you know, Rom, in case you're worried, I've done a full sweep of the room to make sure there's no other insects in there. Did you sleep well that night? And you know that the saddest thing about it, Tom, is I felt so reassured. That's nice, though. I, I, I felt I had a wonderful night's sleep. You know Look, I mean? I, I've broken I mean, your balls a bit uh, with the first one. Actually, you know what? I can. I, I think actually, I can see that it's a big fear. So, yeah, it must. Yeah, be. but then I sent somebody else to go and sort it out. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. But then, do you know what I mean? There might be a time, Rom. This is what friendship and this is what kinship's all about. When Ben needs someone to do something that you're really good at, and you'll step forward. Maybe you'll need yeah. a speech written or some. I yeah. don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody puts a gun to his head and says, "Do twenty minutes at the comedy store." Yeah, or he's uh, like, and if that ever happens, how am I going to do this sum? If only I had a friend who was an old maths teacher. And he'll call you and you'll go, oh, yeah, fucking hell, yeah, I've done that some. And that'll be it. And, you know what I mean? Favour returned. And actually, that in a way, that's the nicest way that humanity can work, is that... Yeah, that's know. right. Um, actually, weirdly, talking about... Um, I've got two, two quick things. Number one, um, remember the King Gary uh, fiasco in Newcastle with the hotels? When I was totally stitched up. Yeah, yeah in, a way, in a roundabout way... The Ranganathans got their, uh, their own back. Um, your brother was uh, on tour. I was touring with you. Your brother came on tour with me the other day. Um, mm -hmm. We went to arguably, I'd say, the shittest hotel I've ever been to. Me, Gratz, and uh, Dinesh. And this place, well... And to give full context, I've heard you... I would say, in the years that I've known you, I've heard you give that description to roughly 60% of the hotels you've well, stayed at. Well, I'm going to say now... You, the other two people in this story, your, one's your brother, the other one you know very well. I would say now, if you want any 
more evidence. Oh, this place was the pits of all. Who booked this hotel? So it was booked through the tour company, right? Um, okay. So we turn up. Actually, outside, we're all like, oh, actually, it's, got, it's kind of cool, this place, right? Yeah. We check in. We all go to our rooms. I go to my room. It was essentially just a shed with this bed with a spotlight outside, like just shining into fucking my room that was on the whole night. Yeah. So it was like my room was like bright fucking sunlight the whole day. Yeah. The toilet was disgusting. It was honestly the shit. Anyhow, I text Gratz. So I'm like, this, these rooms are disgusting, bro. And he's like, yeah, they're horrible. They're awful. Then I text your brother. I don't get anything from your brother that night, right? At fucking 10 o'clock the next day, I get a text from Dinesh. And he turns around and he goes, what do you mean? That This lovely here. And I'm like, oh, ha, 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 fucking. I was like, I've hardly slept. I hardly slept, even did Gratz. Then Dinesh sends me a picture of his room. His room was unbelievable. Like, you like, genuinely think he was, like, not in, you think he was in another county. It was, like, the bathroom was incredible. The, like, the whole place was just... And he went, oh, I just literally got in last night, put my head on the pillow, and just fell asleep, and I just woke up. I was like, I was at breakfast at 6 a.m. because I couldn't fucking sleep. Like, I don't know what happened. Anyhow, I just thought revenge comes in strange ways. Well, I mean, it's bittersweet for me uh, because on the one hand, you had a shit night's sleep and that makes me feel really happy. Uh, my brother had a nice room and that also makes me feel happy and there would have been some sort of rage in you that is sort of angry that the main turn didn't get the nice room and obviously it was upgraded, but it went to the wrong person as has happened to me in the past. Uh, but on the other hand, the idea that you think I give a shiny shit about Dinesh having a nice night's sleep... <laughs> I'm just saying that Dinesh is the sort <laughs> yeah. of person, unlike me and you, who that sort of, it feels like double six. That sort of thing happens to him. Yeah, he rolls. Yeah, yeah he, he always wins that guy. He runs decent dice. But this is the next thing, and this is very exciting. Right. Okay. I'm currently on a job at the moment filming. And uh, shout out. Do I know about this job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I can talk about it. It's called Thousand Blows. Amazing. Uh, oh, right. Okay, for yeah, Disney. Yeah. Anyhow, um, uh, shout out the makeup team on that. Sean and Did you say projects, by the way? Yeah. Well, it's right. how do you say it? Project. Project. Do you know who says project? Who? People who are filming for Disney. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I've joined the ranks of the Disney Disneyphobes, um, but that is or Disneyphobes. Okay. I'm a Disneyphobe. Yeah, it's not certainly not Disneyphobe. I'm a anyway, Disneyphobe. Go on. Um, yeah. Anyway, shout out the the makeup team, uh, fans of the podcast, Sean, Cheryl number of other names anyhow Cheryl from... well done well done for starting to name the names without knowing all of them mate that's made that really good right no, the, the... Uh, some would argue worse than naming none of them right the other day so Claire uh, <laughs> the other day I start chatting to Cheryl yeah and she brings up do you remember a long long time ago on this podcast I had a bit of a rant about George Clooney um, and Nespresso yes the machine. Nespresso yeah yeah, yeah. So, he, basically, she was filming with him, and on this set, in his trailer, he had two Nespresso machines, and he made oh. everyone Nespressos. And she said, like, it was incredible, because quite a few people on that shoot, listeners of, of this podcast, she was like, I was, I've been really buzzing to tell you that actually he is, he is an Nespresso user. So did, it, did anybody did anybody tell him? I hope I kind of hope not because that would mean that he probably just started doing that to cover his tracks. I hope that actually, you know what? No, I'm not suggesting he found out before. The idea that George Clooney becomes aware 
of being mentioned on the Wolf and Our podcast. Seems the chances of that seem remote. But what I mean is, if one of the makeup girls had listened to the podcast and then saw that George Clooney was using espresso pods, might have said to him, "Oh, do you know that Tom Davis absolutely <laughs> you off on his podcast?" No, 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 no. I, I, I like to think that you know what. I hold my hands up. I got him wrong, and actually, George is the kind of guy that we should all. This is. It's amazing. This is unbelievable for two reasons. One, that it turns out that John John Clooney, (laughs) George Clooney uses Nespresso pods, and two, that you actually had the courage to come on here and admit it to me. Because that's something that I, I admitted it. Because you know what? Actually, I think it's a good life lesson. I think it's I. For, for, if I'm honest with you, since that rant, I've not been able to sit and watch a George Clooney movie. Even though I actually saw him not so long ago at the Prince's Trust, and he was very kind to me. There was still this sort of weird relationship between us. You know, yeah, that he was completely unaware of. Yeah, obviously. Oh, well, we don't know that, but yeah. I, you know, but he, Probably. At the Prince's Trust, and I'll tell you what happened between me and him at the Prince's Trust. No. So at the Prince's Trust, when I gave one award away, I then sort of made a little quip at the end of it. Um, what did you say? I sort of, you know, the mic, it was, the microphone was low. And I said it was like telling him, oh, uh, oh the microphone's a bit low. And then I crouched down, sort of came, lowered myself down and said, it's a bit like telling a kid a secret. Uh, oh, my God. Why did you say that? <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> Why did you say that? No, the way I let down, I let down with my hands like that. Fucking like Prince's Breacher Trust. <laughs> Anyhow... Um, I, I go back to my seat and George is sitting in front of me and he turned around and he sort of tapped me on the leg and he went, nice work, big guy, which I thought was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, I, I wouldn't have described that as what happened between me and him, but, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> no, but then I felt that. I, I felt for quite a long time after that, felt I, I wanted to lean forward and go, hey, George, um, look, I'm, I've got sort of said a few choice words about you having espressos. I don't know if it's true. Yeah. At the time, I didn't have this amazing information in my hands if then, is there is there any part of you is there any part of you that thinks that he just because he did the advert gets free nespressos and uses the free nespressos as a way to sort of curry favor with crews and he doesn't actually use them himself at home but this is the trouble right it's because i hadn't thought that no i actually thought you know what he loves nespresso so much now you put that into my head it's like I, I, well i mean i i I, I'm not, I don't listen i think that's probably the most likely what you think that he's like getting free nespresso so he's just trying to use them up on people okay, yeah no, I don't think he's trying to use them up, but I just think like, if the you like, say Cheryl, for example, by the way, explained it. He was like very lovely and coming up with like, you know, yeah, I'm nice sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, coming up going, yeah, hey, I'm the sure, way, um, I've got, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm but not saying you've, that... you've made it feel like again. It's like I basically have got to a place where I'm like, oh, me and George are on an even kill. If we meet again, it's not going to be awkward. I can, you know, but. Now you've put that into my head. If he goes, um, no, but I'm just what I'm saying is it makes sense, doesn't it? If you if you like, he's probably as a result of doing the advert, they've probably said you can have as many free espressos as you want, and and on top of that, they probably said to him they probably encourage him to use them on film sets because it's a form of advertising. So they send him a load so of. So you saying you're shows. basically saying what I said in the in the start? That I've tried to pull myself away from is that actually he probably doesn't even like espresso. No, I'm not saying. Look, no, I, I, look, I think it's. I, I'm not saying he probably doesn't like espresso. What I'm saying is, is a good chance that he doesn't actually use an espresso at home. Do I think you're right to go into your rant? Having watched your Guinness rugby advert? No, I don't. So I, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you on that point. <laughs> you prick. 
Let's not fucking get started on fucking cheesy adverts. <laughs> Your Twitter one was probably... Uh... Oh, God. That is... I mean, I talk about you being in a glass house. That is the fucking worst, that. Jesus Christ, that was bad. The fucking Segway, man. I mean, I did two of them. I know, yeah. I very much enjoyed oh, them. God. It really made your Bacardi fucking sponsorship absolutely look quite credible. Listen, listen to this, though, man. So imagine the fear, right? So basically, when I agreed to do that Twitter ad, they sent me... So I did... So we should people, say, well, I don't, this is pre-Musk, right? This is pre-Musk, yeah, 100%. This is like 2017, right? I'm in LA filming Just Another Immigrant, and I get a, I get an email from Flo via Twitter saying that Twitter have asked if you can do this online advert they want to do, right? So they sent me a clip of Chance the Rapper right. doing a Twitter advert, right? And it's him after a gig and he like does a tweet about how the crowd were and it goes massive, right? So I think to myself, well, that sounds quite cool. That's like quite a cool bit of promo. Like, you know, it's quite a cool thing. They've obviously chosen me like a different in a different arena. You know, I do comedy. It's probably going to be something similar, kind of walking off stage after a gig or something. And then I say like, hey, man, the crowd was wild tonight. And then that goes viral and then it goes Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, cut to, I turn up to the first day at the advertising thing and they tell me that I've got to learn how to ride a Segway. Right? Because one of the adverts is a guy on a jog and I ride up alongside him on a Segway with a Twitter jacket on, which I still own, by the way, with a Twitter jacket on, that I say, and I say to him, hey, man, why don't you follow them? And then every person that he follows on Twitter joins us on the run. And that's the first advert. The second advert is there's a guy in a house. I saw this one. It's kind of of a hostage situation. And I turn up with a megaphone and convince him like a negotiator to join Twitter. I mean, it was so bad. Anyway... I, I do the adverts and, you know, full disclosure, I got paid handsomely for doing those ads, right? Yeah. Uh, I feel, uh, do, uh, they asked me to do loads of, of improv and I do loads of improv and they're all laughing their tits off going, oh my God, this is so good. We can't wait to stick that all in the advert. Everything you're coming out of is so funny. None of that makes the ad, right? None, no, not a single improvised line makes the final advert, right? On top of that, I'm about to fly out of LA. I'm just thinking, well, that's going to be fucking awful, right? Like, so... But that's going online, so whatever. I've done an advert. I'm never going to do an advert again, I don't think, and I haven't done one since. You live and you learn, right? The advert, as I'm about to leave LA, I get a phone call from one of the guys at Twitter, and he goes, Romish, you've got great news. You're heading back to the UK. I said, yeah. And he goes, well, look out, because we've just got a deal to to show the Twitter advert before every showing of The Last Jedi in UK cinemas. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. A star- this advert is going out before a Star Wars movie, right? Anyway, it comes out, right? I'm shitting it, right? I'm shitting it because I've never done anything like that before. Absolutely fucking horrified that this thing's coming out. Not that I don't think it was a bad advert. Listen, everybody there was great. The advert was good. It was great to work with everybody on there and I was treated really well. But it's still, as you've said, as you, you haven't even alluded to, you've said... Not nail on head, a proper cheesy commercial. Yeah, right? yeah. I get a tweet the day the advert comes out, saying, "Bearing in mind, I'm worried about this. It's quite ironic that I'd done an advert for Twitter and I got this tweet. It said, "Has anybody seen 
the new Twitter advert featuring Ramesh Ranga. At least we can say we were there when his career ended. Well, in all fairness, they were wrong because it was actually you, you've gone from strength to strength since. Yeah, you have actually grown from that moment. Sure. Um, I think you've become more I I would say I, I got the most negative feedback from anything I've ever done. From that? From that. Like, like that's the first and only time my friends have ever said to me, I thought what you did was, sh- that was awful. Do you know the, my friends have never said that. Do you know the interesting thing in a roundabout way, and this is what we call in the business a callback, is in this situation, you were the, uh, the half and half bug from the earlier story. In what way, Tom? Ev- well, everyone thought the bug was going to get stabbed by a human, but actually the bug ends up prevailing and actually getting his own tent and living happy ever after in that tent. So, you know, why everyone thought, oh, that's going to be the end of the bug when the human finds him and treads on him. The bug actually showed this inner strength and will and actually learned from its mistakes and became a super bug. So you're... Yeah, and I guess, and in a way, in, in another callback, that's very reminiscent of the analogy you made about uh, the Chippendale stripper and that it also doesn't work. <laughs> Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Uh, okay, listen, we've been going for 50 minutes, mate. We've been just so excited to see each other. Wow. We haven't even got to any emails. Should, should, we, should, we do, should we try and do a couple? Let's try and do two. Okay. Uh, this is from, let me just, I'm just going to randomly, uh, okay. This is a long one. Okay. Uh, Tom, do you want to g- give the email the credit of your full attention rather than looking at your <laughs> yeah, phone? I'm What's going it, on? I'm on it, baby. I'm on it. Hit me. Mm, okay. This is from The Most Frustrated Fox. And she says, hi, both of you, sweet souls, brackets also, Lisa. I found your podcast in February and have listened to every episode. And if today, June the 26th, finally caught up. I now have to wait every week for an episode, which is already too long a wait for me. You both are fantastic. As a mental health nurse in the NHS, I want to credit the awareness you're raising for men's mental health. There is no better advice than to encourage people to talk and raise awareness for people to speak out and not feel ashamed. So thank you and keep up the good work. Well, thank you so much, Frustrated Fox. I've had many problems along the way, but I thought that there's no point emailing because I'm so far behind. It'll take me weeks to hear the advice, but I finally have one. My question is, how do I stop my boyfriend being so annoying? For some context, I've been with my partner for five years. We have a little boy who is two, but we're still not married. She's put five exclamation marks after that, by the way, just for full okay. context. He's always been a child and wound me up, but it feels like it's just getting worse and worse. For some examples, he'll put his finger in my mouth when I yawn. 
He'll call me in the room when he's on Xbox with his friends to ask me some stupid questions, constantly fart in bed, leave my car seat back when he's been driving with no consideration to put it back for me, leave shoes lying in the hallway for me to trip over when I go for a wee in the night, despite me telling him to move them because I'll trip over, start driving the car... <laughs> start driving the car away when I try to get in, and generally any childish thing you think of to piss me off. Don't get me wrong, I do all, at times laugh and has always been the way, but my worry is he's now getting our son involved and it's becoming a joke between them and now I fear with him growing up it'll only get worse. Do I just continue to laugh and go along with it as I don't know if this is a normal with a house of boys? If not, do you have any advice with how to get him to stop and grow up? Also, how to make it clear if he wants to continue his behaviour and it's about time he thought about putting a ring on it. As I've dropped enough hints, I'd like us all to have the same family name, which I've said to him enough times. This year I had my 30th birthday. I thought he might have done, but I'm still waiting. Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you so much, The Frustrated Fox. P.S. Uh, again, please keep up to what you're doing. There's no better medicine than laughter and never underestimate how important your weekly podcast might be for some people out there. Thank you so much, Frustrated Yo, Fox. Frustrated I need to Fox. get. Listen, I know I've said this before. I need to get a new chair, man. This yeah, is insane. You are, this chair. You, you are sort of like I can't from deal cheek with to it. cheek. I cannot deal with yeah, it. Yeah, you're all over the place. No, I'm all over the fucking shop, mate. Okay, go okay. on, Tom. Frustrated Fox, shout out. Um, number one, um, there's elements of this guy that remind me somewhat of myself in my Same. relationship. Um, and whilst I would say that at some point, I don't, I don't know how old he is, or that at some point, you know, you, you naturally, I think as a, as a man, I think there comes a time when actually you sort of, you will naturally sort of stop doing as many of those things. I will say this, I do think actually kind of, I think I think sometimes when stuff gets serious, more serious and more sort of structured actually sometimes, I think certainly me and Catherine talked about, it, I sort of sometimes miss those times when I was a bit more like that than I am now when, you know, sometimes you're, you're moving, you're trying to be a dad, you're trying to be a good husband, you're working and you, you constantly feel actually sort of a bit of a release and actually just being silly and having a laugh together sort of sometimes feels like, oh, actually, that might be the thing that we're, we're missing slightly. And I think enjoying it. That said, I think it's by, yeah, the sort of tone and, and you, you, yeah, you yourself have been quite jovial about it, but I think that you seem like a pretty incredible person that sort of loves him very much. And I do think he kind of has to sort of get to a point now when he, he makes that commitment. I think... I think turning, you know, for, look, marriage isn't everything. I think it's an amazing thing to have the same name. I think it's an incredible day and I think it's a beautiful thing to do. But I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on it. And I think you guys, you do seem like you have a fun and, and a great relationship. I will just, uh, and also just to sort of clarify as well, I think it is worth saying to him, if there's stuff that's overstepping the mark, I think it's always good to say that this, this is fun. This feels, that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. And... I don't really want these things, my son doing these things or thinking this kind of behaviour towards his mother is tolerable. I think there's got to be a line set between this is what you joke about as a couple and this is what the boundaries are for your son to joke around with his mum. Or yeah, and, and also it might you don't want to get in a situation when where you feel like you're the disciplinarian and your husband's sort of this wacky fun guy who is yeah, doing sort of pranks and stuff. So yeah, it's it's um it's a difficult one. But I will say this: enjoy. To, yeah, enjoy. I think that the fun side of the relationship. I think it's it's a thing. I think that 
it's really easy to to not put emphasis on laughter within a relationship. And actually, I think that's one of the most important things of all is enjoying and being silly and messing around. And there's a lot of times when you're a couple that life is serious. And life is, you know, I look at the last three, four years of my relationship, there's been so many different, really quite tough, hard times that have really set us to go, oh, wow, that's really hard. This is a really difficult thing we're going through. You know, the surrogacy in which I've talked about on here or different parts of our life. And actually, sometimes you just think, oh, actually, just to get back to sort of making sure that we're having that fun again and being silly together is kind of, that's, that's an important thing to try and find. So, yeah, that's, that's my tuppence worth. Um, frustrated Fox, Tom's once again dispensed some great advice. Um, the things that you've described your other half doing are, I feel like, it can fall into two categories. One is pranks, and the other is him just being a bit inconsiderate. And it sounds like both of those things are winding you up. I sort of, um, and I'm now I'm speaking as somebody who, I'm speaking while the other person on this podcast, who's a dear, dear friend of mine and I love very much, is uh, has a track record of pranking people quite aggressively. Um, I often feel like it's not fun if you're the target of the prank in these situations, and it feels like you don't feel like it is fun for you. So I think it's just, a, I think you just need a quiet word, really. I mean, I think the fact of the matter is it's kind of treading the line, arguably flirting on the edges of bullying, really. Not deliberately. I don't, I, I'm not suggesting that your, your other half is trying to bully you. But that is the effect. That is the effect. So, um, and it isn't fun. Do you know what I mean? If you feel like your son and your other half are conspiring to make you look like a mug or laugh at your expense, it isn't fun. And I don't think you're being, I don't think you're being boring by kind of picking that up. So, uh, you know, I, w- I would say something. With regards to being married, look, I, I, obviously Tom and I are both married, but I, I just don't think it's that imp- I don't. I don't know how important I think it is. And, and I've got to be honest with you, I don't know... Yeah, I just don't know how big a deal it is. Like having the same name is okay, I guess, but um, not okay. I mean, it's nice, but I, I, I don't. I'm sort of becoming increasingly. I don't know about. I don't know if it's that important, but it sounds like. But that doesn't matter what I think, and it doesn't matter what Tom thinks. The point is, it's important to you, and so um, I think dropping hints is one thing. I think you might be in a situation where he doesn't see getting married as being important, in which case you need to have a chat. So, as is the case with all of these things, um, I think you need to have a little conversation and try and get that sorted out. Um, and hopefully uh, you can move forward. What I would say is um, some of the language that you've used here worries me slightly. For example, you've said um, what do I do about the fact that he's so annoying and you've quite easily listed a load of things that you find irritating. Um, and you've said, don't get me wrong, I do at times laugh. There's always been our way. I, I, I just, I just hope that you're happy. Do you know what I mean? Like it sounds like you're getting really fucking annoyed by it. So, um, you know, what I would say is, um, you need to get one fixed before you think about the other, by which I mean, um, I would seriously consider like getting this sorted out. Cause I think it's actually making you more unhappy than you let on. Um, and then you can talk about, you know, getting married. So, uh, good luck to you frustrated fox and thank you so much for your kind words they are very much appreciated lovely words in the end Rob. thank lovely. you so much I really enjoyed that okay one more yep uh and i think you're gonna like this one tom okay you're gonna like this one 
Hi, Wolf, Al, Swan and Cat. I don't know if you remember, but at the London gig in January, I'd asked for help with naming my unborn child, to which your suggestions whittled down to Tomesh. Sadly, my husband wasn't on board with the idea. The thought crossed my mind to use it as a bonus middle name when I, want to, when I went to register the birth. Wow, I can't even believe that you went that far to even thinking about that. If you remember, I have a two-year-old son named Cozy. And we were looking for something similarly unusual, but nothing ridiculous like Buddy Bear. No offence, Jamie Oliver. For context, Cozy's name is inspired by Cozy Powell, a famous drummer who played for Black Sabbath and many others. We finally, after almost a month of him being born, decided on Zappa, inspired by Frank Zappa, another musician you may have heard cool, of. Yeah? Right? Uh, yeah. Cozy and Zappa. Very cool names. Needless to say, the names of our children get a mixed reaction. I don't see why. They're great. Uh, with us usually having to repeat the name at least once for them to make sure they heard right, or they get a great response, usually from many men above the age of 50, who clock where the inspiration came from. We've had the comments of, won't they get bullied when they're older? God, that is a, always a consideration. And we always say, names are getting more unusual. When my kids are older, it would be the norm to have a whole mixed bag of names. Did you have any unusual naming suggestions when naming your kids? Tom? Uh, we were kind of settled on on Grace very quickly. Grace was sort of, yeah, Grace Margot was was what we we decided on. Yeah, um, uh, I what was the that I had a really mad one for. Oh, I, if it had been a boy, I was really fighting hard for Dalton Davis. That was what I wanted. Dalton Davis. Dalton Davis. Yeah, um, which Catherine wasn't having. My dad wanted to call me Jeremiah. That was, that was what he was going to call me after a cowboy character called Jeremiah Johnson. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, not really. I we, we were sort of, it was quite a nice, yeah, but we were, it was always, yeah, we sort of settled on that as a sort of pair quite quickly. Um, and you know, it's weird that she sort of, how a name suits someone. As silly as it sounds, you just go, oh, yeah, that doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, there's not been a moment I've gone, oh, I wish we'd called her this or that. I mean, she's got so many nicknames. I call her a million different things anyway. Um, well, the thing that we have with our three boys is that, um, first of all, thank you for your email and thank you for being such a great part of the London show. It was a proper highlight, that. Yeah, um, but um, everybody asks if we've named our kids after Arsenal players because we've got Theo, Alex and Charlie. Uh, so people think it's Theo Walcott, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and Charlie George. But... Um, that isn't the case. I did, I did when I was younger, want to give my kids cool names. Like I thought about giving my kid, <laughs> like you always think about rapper names, do you know what I mean? Like Jackknife or Lightning or Fuckstick or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, then, they've been all right with the Gladiators being rebooted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a set of names those new Gladiators have got, by the way. Yeah. Um, steered clear of the shadows um, of the past, which is good. Um, but the uh, I did also, when I was a kid, insist, I think I've told this story, because I like Transformers, insist on being called Jazz when I was a kid for a two-week period. Yeah. Uh, how how seriously but, uh, was your name Jonathan, by the way, when you were younger? Who called you Jonathan? Nobody. Oh, no. Basically, it was like my mum and dad just thought it would help me growing up in England. So they gave me the name Jonathan, but they wanted my name to be Romesh. Yeah. So that's what they called me, but they just thought it'd make it easier. I don't know what. I mean, I, I get, I understand it to a certain degree, but it was kind of like uh, helping me to assimilate into British culture yeah. type thing. Well, I can't imagine you being called John Boy, like if you turned up now. You can imagine, you can't. No, I can't. It, I, I can't imagine you being in it. Romesh just suits you so well, but you know, John Boy rang Nathan. No, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine even if my name was Jonathan that anyone would call me John Boy, to be honest with you. I mean, it's, a, it's like going, um, I can't, I can't imagine your name being Dan, you know, everybody calling you Derek when you turn up somewhere. It's not the same name. 
Um, but I did have one, like, so the problem was on the school registers, it always used to say Jonathan. So, you know, when they do the register for the first time, so they yeah. go through the names and they go like, if you want to be called anything else, let me know. Like, that's your only opportunity. And every yeah. single time I had a new teacher, I'd have to go, actually, could you call me Romash? That's what everyone calls me. And then when I was at primary school, like that happened with an English teacher. And he said, Jonathan, I said, well, actually, it's, could you call me Romash? That's what everyone calls me. And he goes, why? I said, well, that's just, you know, I told the story that I've just told you. And he said, Jonathan's a perfectly good name. What's, what's going on here? Uh, James DeFront's just arrived. James DeFront has arrived. Five minutes. I'm nearly done. Yeah. Yeah. It's for Bromwich. Yeah. James has been in the pub waiting, so he's hammered. Um, he's flown there. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'll be able to Yeah. Um, right. Uh, sorry. Go on, go on. What's it, is this podcast interrupted your summer all day that you're on? At the <laughs> no, it's not. Go, go, go. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he said to me, Jonathan's a perfectly good name, and that's what I'm going to call you. And wow. so for the rest of the academic year, that's what he called me. Yeah. He was the only one who called it you was Jonathan? Like, it's pretty, I've got to be honest, I found it pretty annoying, but I was too scared to sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was a grown man else. and you are a little boy, right? Yeah, what do you mean by that? <laughs> no, no, because you're a little boy. You're not going to take Oh, right, yeah, yeah. But you said, fight, it, yeah. I mean, you said it in a really... Said it in a no, really no, no, yeah, no. Um, Okay. Right. Um, okay, it? listen, that's all we've got time right. for. Because uh, oh, Tom's mates turned up, so yeah. right. um, I hope you enjoyed that bumper episode. Certainly didn't uh, reflect that we've not been talking to each other for two weeks, did it? I mean, it wasn't like we were swimming in great anecdotes. But anyway, there you go. Um, that's the episode, Tom. For the first time in two weeks, could you take us out? The lizard and hen were two unlikely friends, but they travelled each and everywhere together, and often talked and joked quite a lot. Then one day, the hen was taken back to the farm and the lizard was living in the desert and they for quite some time didn't see each other the lizard missed the hen so greatly while he was walking around the desert he was sort of talking to vultures and other sort of characters and amphibians that lived in the desert but no one touched his buttons quite as much as the hen the hen was on the farm with the horses and sheep and cows and none of them touched his buttons as much as the lizard. Then one day the hen decided when he saw other uh, birds and stuff flying, he thought, you know what, I'm going to fly now and I'm going to fly to the desert and I'm going to catch up with that old lizard friend of mine. So he flied and he flied and he took some stops in France and Spain and other countries that are on the way to the desert. When he landed, it took him quite some time because deserts are big and lizards are good at hiding. But eventually he found the lizard and they thought it might be awkward. But the lizard ran up to the hen and said, God, I've missed you. And the hen said, I've missed you too. That's why I flew all, all this way. They laughed and they joked and they rolled in the sand. And then the hen picked the lizard up and took him back to the farm and they hung out at the farm for a bit. The point of the story is this. People in your life can be different. There's no two people the same. But actually some of the greatest friendships come from two people bonding over silliness or just the smallest of things. And cherish the friendships that you do have. Don't be running out looking for different ones because the greatest friendships are those that are set in stone and that come from the heart. And a reflection, I could have made this story about a wolf now, but the lizard and hen seemed wired. Uh, really, really beautiful, Tom. Thank I, you, I, I yeah. thought it was fucking obvious before you said Wolf Now, but um, 
And I was following it all the way along and I thought he's clearly talking about our yeah. friendship. And then you sort of made that sinister threat of not looking for other friends, which I thought was a bit weird. <laughs> oh, God. But anyhow, um, that's, that's it. All right, guys. Well, listen, thank you so much for listening. Um, we're going to play you out with a song that became weirdly, do you know when you're away and stuff and then you get an earworm, a random earworm? Well, this happened on the trip that I've just been on. And it's a bit of a random one, but it is a banger. Uh, we're going to play you out with a little bit of Billy Ocean, Caribbean Queen. See you next time, guys. Boom. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.